0: Can we just talk about summer for a second, the sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits, and Macy's has it all. From flowy summer dresses to those must-have espadrilles and Levi's skirts, Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals,
2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. Yes, we are. And today's guest is best known for his role as the interior design expert on the Netflix series Queer Eye. He
1: grew up in Missouri in the middle of Amish farm country where he experienced a difficult childhood being gay facing external and internal homophobia. He left home at the age of 15 and landed in Springfield, Missouri, where he got a job
0: at Applebee's and slept in his car. Having worked many jobs across the country, including at Restoration Hardware, Bed Bath and Beyond, and then Portico Home and Spa, he eventually launched his online home store in 2006, opening his first store in Soho a year later.
1: He went on to appear on television networks such as HGTV, NBC, CBS, and Bravo, and has been on Queer Eye since 2018.
0: He is promoting his new book, Right at Home, How Good Design is Good for the Mind, and it's available September 12th. Please welcome Bobby Burke. Oh, Yay! Woohoo! Wait, I think in the intro, we should add, before we say please, um, we should say, and we just want a heads up, we can't ask him anything about Queer Eye, because I feel like we should say at the very top. Um, he is promoting his new book, Right at Home, How Good Design is Good for the Mind. That's available September 12th. And we just wanted a disclaimer. Because of the SAG After Strikes, we cannot ask Bobby anything about Queer Eye. He can't even talk about it. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, you won't be hearing anything about Queer Eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he cannot speak on it. Yes. So. Please welcome
1: Bobby Bird. Woo-hoo! Bobby, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. (laughs) We were just talking about your
0: podcast voice. Thanks. (laughs) And that's your TV voice. Exactly, that's my TV voice. And what's your regular voice?
2: Uh, I think somewhere in the middle.
0: This is the podcast voice you're giving us right now.
2: Is it? Is it the podcast voice? Not I don't right know. No. I don't know. Is that true? Yeah. No, I don't know. I can't <laughs> tell myself.
1: <laughs> so many different mediums yeah. for different voices. It's called acting,
2: darling, but I'm not allowed to do that right now, so I'll stop.
1: Yeah, yeah we can't talk anything about that. We already no. gave the people a warning. Yes, but we are so excited. You know, I we have kind of a. Connection that you might oh, not know about. Oh, or, yeah. wow. Wow. This
0: is
2: you good. took a 23 and me, and we
1: are cousins. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. So, my girlfriend is Haley kyoko and yes, y'all okay. were in a Taylor Swift music video together. I don't know if y'all filmed at no, the same time
2: I, when you were like, y'all were in what I was like, I was in something with her <laughs> and didn't see her. I love her. Um, no. So, the funny thing is, like that video looks like we're all there together, but we're not like even tan. So tan was actually filming the finale of next in fashion season one that day. So he wasn't even there. His little teacup thing was like green screen in a studio. Yeah. Yeah, It looked like he was walking by us, but he, he wasn't there at all. Wow. So there's so many amazing people in that video that they're like, Oh my God, you blah, 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 blah. I was like, no yeah no we didn't if you were filming like that day together like we were all in one big tent so yeah. we like we got to meet some people um but yeah no there's a lot of people that just did their little parts from a green screen wherever they were in the world at the time
1: that's uh, wild yeah. Yeah, no. but y'all were in the video yeah, yeah. was just...
2: she out on the ranch filming in Yeah. The real... oh nice yeah. yeah it must have been the... i think it was like a four-day shoot wow yeah, yeah it, it was, was quite like, the video it was
1: yeah it was quite, quite the video quite the
2: video yeah
1: um, but we are so excited to have you here because I feel like I resonated. So I've resonated so much with a lot of your story that you've talked about growing up in a very like conservative Christian background. And I'm from Louisiana. I grew up in the same, you know, same yeah. background. And there all was a
2: family, like all my fa- 23 and me. It could be because literally all my family's <laughs> from Louisiana. Oh, like, wow. It could, it could be. We could be like Lance and Brittany and we find out we're cousins like, yeah, well, they're Alabama, but it's not
1: much different.
2: We could be brothers. We could be lovers. Could, yeah. yeah, you never
1: know. <laughs> but I remember you talking about like I there was a moment where you walked into a church and you were kind of like. This is a lot for me because I what haven't was done moment this. it was I wouldn't
2: walk into the church, I think. Oh, yeah, probably, you wouldn't yeah, walk yeah, into yeah, the yeah. church. Yeah, I actually got in a lot of trouble for that that day.
1: Really? Yeah. And Why? The, um,
2: I, I won't say who, but somebody high up was very angry at me. They thought I was being very disrespectful. They thought I just wasn't doing my job. Joke on them. It became one of the most iconic moments of the whole series. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were mad at me for not just playing along and doing it, even though... That person, when we had our first lunch before we ever started filming, was like, all right, you know, is there anything, is there anything in the world like you won't do? And I'm like, I mean, within reason, no, I mean, I'm down for anything. I'm like, except just don't ask me to go into church. And so I was like, yeah, I'm like, I told you. The funny thing is, though, that episode was actually not supposed to be filmed. Mm. So there was somebody else in that little town of gay Georgia who was supposed to be the hero that week. And they had a, a medical emergency. And so Mama Tammy, they had talked to her a little. Actually, no, they hadn't talked to her. She was like a last minute addition. Mm. And that was actually the last episode we were filming of that entire season. And so they kind of like threw it on. They tried to hide it. They told me I was doing a community center. Yeah. What? At which it was a community center, but at a church. <laughs> right, right, right. And it, w- it was my art director who like pulled me aside and he was like, it's a church. Don't believe them. <laughs> yeah. And so wow. it, it took a few days of kind of twisting my arm and honestly forcing me to yeah. do it. Because I was like, I'm not doing this episode. I'm like, this is the one thing. Yeah. I told you guys I wouldn't do it. That but I like something
1: they do on The Bachelor where they're like, what's your biggest fear that you would never yeah. want to do? And they're like, skydive. And then their date is going yeah, yeah, skydiving. Like, you're going to go skydiving. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. this. Oh, you're Can scared? Can I you for a second? No <laughs> <laughs> Dark. But I did, I really, I not. I haven't, you know, I don't know that I have experienced the trauma that you have in terms of not wanting to go to a church. But just like once I met my girlfriend and it was like navigating my belief system, mm-hmm. what I believe, my background and how I grew up. And it was, I just remember watching that being like, oh my gosh, this is so powerful to see someone having this experience and talking about it because it's very vulnerable. It's very emotional. It's very heavy. And yeah. sorry that they tricked you, but yeah, it was impactful. It's TV.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. In the, end it, in the end, it was a great moment. You know, yeah. in the end, it, I think that moment kind of really helped a lot of people yeah. be okay, kind of have permission to have those type of boundaries and draw those type of lines with the trauma that they experienced growing up and and be okay with it yeah be okay with not being okay with the trauma that you grew up with yeah
1: how did you go from being in like a small town in missouri to being on a tv show like how did that what was the Trajectory.
2: Um, I mean, this is how much time do we?
1: have?
0: I know, because I, I was like, I would. You got like let go from your job at Restoration Hardware. Oh, I think I I've, mean,
2: yeah, I've, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. I think really okay, almost yeah. Chrissy Teigen and I always like have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. I was like, oh my god, me too. I think so. Um, yeah, I actually got fired from Restoration Hardware while Tom Felicia, the original guy that had my job on the original Queer Eye, was filming in the in the in the store. It's a long story. It wasn't anything crazy. I just I changed my own time in the system because, because I was there overnight, like making sure the store was perfect. And I went in the next day and I we had forgot to clock out the night before. And I noticed that the GM had just clocked us all out at the time that we were supposed to leave. Oh. But we had all worked hours later. So I went in and fixed everyone's time, including my own. And I had just let somebody go the week before for doing that. Cause it was completely against company policy and somebody narked on me. And so they
0: always do. Yeah.
2: I know who it was too. It was some <laughs> other bitch who wanted my job. Yeah. Um. So the GM like on a technicality had to fire me, but like her and I have stayed friends all this time. So when you I got, when I went on queer eye, she actually was like, aren't you glad I fired you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yes. Was that your job before? Well, like, cause no, you had, was was restoration before queer, before queer Eye?
2: Oh, no. Restoration was like 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, way, way before Queer Eye. 20, almost 20 years before, actually. Yeah, How did you keep
0: years. going? Like, after you kept getting, like, let go from all these jobs, what kept you going?
2: Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> hunger. <laughs> <laughs> Needing <laughs> to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, like, never having a, a security blanket or a net to fall back on. Like, what kept me going was... Yeah, needing to to pay my bills.
0: So yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah, I know everyone's like, "What gave you drive?" I'm like, food, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shelter, yeah, yeah. shelter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 yearning to go out every once in a while
1: yeah. <laughs> have an expensive uh, cocktail.
2: Yeah, no. When I worked at Resto, then I brought home twenty two hundred dollars a month. My rent was twenty one hundred. I lived on a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, my How? rent and like it included utilities. How? Yeah, eat, like. Dollar chicken sandwiches a day. Like I was so thin. Wow. Yeah. I remember, I remember one day actually working there. I was walking up these steps and like my pants fell down at Restoration Hour because I was so thin and I couldn't afford to get a belt. So I was always like holding my pants up, but I was carrying these boxes and my like pants slipped down because I had lost so much weight. Oh, yeah. oh my
1: God. Wow.
2: But I wanted to be in New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you do what you have to do. I mean, that is
2: wild, though.
1: (laughs) You're like, I uh, have $100 after I pay rent and utilities and have one sandwich.
2: Yeah, well, I would get a sandwich and I would eat like half for lunch and then I would save the other half for dinner. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
1: Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh-smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
1: Do you do, like, home renovation design outside of...
2: Yeah, I have a, a full design for- Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did before Queer Eye. That's yeah. where I got the job.
1: Oh, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay, so so what was the path of, like... Were you already doing that when you were at restoration? Like, doing, um, like, side so things?
2: I was a design manager. So, I was in charge of merchandising. So, like, making sure the store looked Look- good. Yeah. Like, yeah. setting up the displays. Um, So, I always had kind of an eye for that. And okay. then... I went to Bed Bath and Beyond and that was horrible. And then I ended up at an Italian linen company and that was horrible. And then I worked at a company called Portico, which was a high end furniture company. Okay. It had about a dozen stores around the US. And I worked my way up excuse me, from uh, like store manager to creative director in the end. And that company ended up going bankrupt. Not because I was running it. Was <laughs> because, yeah. you know, but like I became creative director and then it went bankrupt. No. <laughs> Um, but when that company would make out, I had also built their e-commerce division. And so that night when the company went under, I actually went in and this cloned the whole database that I had created for that company. And I registered BobbyBurkhome.com and I launched BobbyBurkhome.com that night being like, maybe I'll sell a sofa or two while I look for another job. Um, but it actually became quite successful. I was one of the first retailers in the world selling furniture online my actually biggest hurdle was getting manufacturers to let me carry their products. Cause they're like, no, one's going to buy furniture online. You're just going to piss off our brick and mortar stores. So I, two years later, I actually ended up opening up my first brick and mortar store in Soho just so I could get the product I want, wanted. And so we're like, Oh, if you have a brick and mortar store, we'll let you carry our stuff. Yeah. So then I, I started wow. opening up more stores. I had stores in LA, Atlanta, Miami, and New York. Um, and so I I built that brand for about eight or nine years, and then I my design firm started being more of a focus. So as leases were up, I started getting out of retail because retail is, Crazy. So yeah, normal. yeah. Um, and the goal was never to be in retail. The goal was to use retail's storefronts to build my brand name into license and design. Yeah. Um, and so 2015, my husband and I decided to move to LA. And I fo- was focusing just solely on my licensing business and my design business. And then twenty end of 2016, I started getting calls asking me to audition for Queer Eye. Um, and so I, I did a couple like virtual Skype. Yeah. Um, you know, it was before pandemic. So Skype was the only thing you could do for video. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Some Skype uh, (laughs) auditions, which I thought all went horrible, but I kept getting asked to do more. And then I got asked to come to in in person auditions. The funny thing is, I actually had a trip to Spain planned that week. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting this show. I'm going to Spain. Like, I'm not going to. And it was this tile company, Porcelanosa, was like bringing me to Spain and paying for everything. Uh And like, it was this amazing once in a lifetime trip. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to pass up this trip to go audition for a show that there's no way I'm going to get. But luckily, audition started on Wednesday night and I wasn't supposed to leave for Spain until Friday morning. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to the first two days. And yeah, late, late at like one o'clock in the morning on Thursday night, because they told me they're like, we'll give you a call back. If you're going to come in Friday, if not, you just won't hear from us. Oh, and so at geez. like midnight, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to Spain. I haven't heard <laughs> from them. And then at like one, one thirty in the morning, my phone rang and they're like, Hey, we want you to come back for the final day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I what a jerk. Luckily canceled Spain. Yeah. A and road, now you're sister. not eating
0: chicken sandwiches anymore. No,
2: I am. But <laughs> yeah. Only because I want to. Test- <laughs> one for lunch and a whole
0: one for dinner (laughs)
2: how
0: what does your day day day-to-day look like now like what's a typical day for you it
2: varies which is what i love you know i used to when i had my stores i was in my stores you know 363 days a year except thanksgiving and christmas because that's the only days you're open which those days always pissed me off (laughs) because i'm like i still have to pay rent yeah like but I, I can't open my stores. I'm like, landlord, why don't you give me those two days for free? Right. You know, it didn't work that way. Um so you know, back then I worked seven days a week, you know, 18 hour days at my store. and then my design firm, I was there you know, five to six days a week every day. Now it varies. You know, I have a, a really great team at my design firm, so mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with the day to day of it. I'm just kind of like a creative head. Um, I mean, you know, there's some projects I'm like heavily involved in and then some really I'm not involved in at all anymore. And then I also have a a marketing department at my company that we deal with brand partnerships and and social and things like that. And then a a lot of this, like doing interviews and podcasts and shows and random game shows and then filming other shows. And yeah, so it's, it varies. Like there's some days where I won't be doing anything and I can just like have some chill time, which I didn't used to be okay with going from somebody who worked like seven days a week up until the pandemic that's all I could do. Like if I just didn't do something for an afternoon, I would feel like oh, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so lazy. I'm not doing way. the most. I was the I, same yeah. way. Yeah, and then COVID came, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, no, I'm, and now sometimes I get annoyed. I'm like, how do I have something four days this week? What is this? Because I'm the type of person that also like. Today, my day started really early and it goes really late today and I'm packed all over the place. And I would prefer that instead of like, oh, you've got like one interview yeah. in the afternoon. I'm like, don't ruin a beautiful day <laughs> by putting one thing of work. Right, off. stack
1: it all yeah. into one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Stack it all into one. I'm yeah. fine with having a busy day. And like a line at my PR firm, they're always like, are you sure you want all that in one day? I'm like, yes, absolutely. I don't want to get camera ready yeah. for one interview like, yeah. pack them all in there i can switch shirts i'll never know it's one day <laughs>
0: That's so funny it's so funny I was the exact same way like i felt before the pandemic like i had to just keep going yeah. like it was pretty crazy
2: it's horrible for your mental health you know? Yeah. know and, yeah. and now i think we all all realize we need to prioritize that
0: yeah and then when did you start writing this book
2: um so this has been an idea i've had for quite a few years um When the show came out, everybody wanted me to do like a memoir or a design book and I'm not ready to do a memoir. Like I've had, you know, I've had an interesting past. I don't need to put all that out there yet. (laughs) Yeah. and I don't need to ruin those brand deals yet. Um, And a design book I didn't really want to do because design books are pretty, you know, Mm -hmm. there's tens of thousands of them out there and they're all amazing. They're all wonderful. But design books are expensive to make. Because there, there's a lot of photography that goes mm-hmm. into it. There's a lot of photo shoots. There's a lot of photos to pay for. There's a lot of set direction and design to pay for. So it makes it an expensive book. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to make this pretty coffee table book where, honestly, a lot of times those books also just really make you feel bad about your space. Because <laughs> you they, they show yeah. these big, beautiful spaces that are really unattainable for most people. <laughs> so, and again, I'm not knocking those. I love those. There's lots of inspiration, but I really wanted to do a book like with my show that helps people mm-hmm. and really makes them think about how design affects not just the way their home looks, but the way their home makes them feel. So uh, during the filming of my show, I, I started noticing like tall signs of depression in people's homes. And What are those signs? Like, you know, when I would walk in and I would see piles of laundry in a bedroom, I'm like, I think we're dealing with depression here. And you were like, well, well, piles of laundry doesn't mean you're depressed. I'm like, you're right, it doesn't. But it can, mm-hmm. you know, it's, if you think of, uh, accomplishing laundry, you know, as an accomplishment and, and when you go to bed at night and you see that pile of laundry sitting on the floor and you think to yourself, ah, I told myself I was going to do that, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So you go to bed with a notch of failure. And then when you wake up the next day, the very first thing you're confronted with is literally that pile of failure. Mm-hmm. And you don't think much of it. It's not like this huge, you know, ghastly failure. But your brain starts your day off with a, oh, that was something I told myself I was going to accomplish and I didn't. Yeah. So when you get to work, your brain is already kind of on that, the road of not accomplishing things, mm-hmm. you know, so little things like that. And even like making your bed in the morning, I know it's not this huge accomplishment, it's this big thing you're accomplishing. I always But say again, that. You, you make your bed and you've got that little... Notch of accomplishment, and you you're training your brain that you are going to succeed at the things today that you told yourself you're going to do. And by the time you get to work, your mind is already being pre-programmed, like your your car battery. I don't know if you guys drive electric, but if you put in an electric charging station, your car will automatically say because it knows it's about to get charged, preconditioning battery for charging. So it's preconditioning that battery for success. That's what you're doing with these little things in your home. You're preconditioning your mind for success for the rest of the day.
1: I love that. I do make my bed every day. And I also have a pile of laundry in my bedroom. So I'm, I'm balanced at best. (laughs) I'm like such
0: a firm believer in that too. And like, so I have an apartment that's mine and I like designed it to be Mm. exactly what I wanted it to be. And I like felt so badass in that apartment. Like it was all mine. It was all my design. Like I just was put together and I've, I have a boyfriend that I, I don't live with him officially, but I basically like live with him. I just haven't, like, moved. This is This is a whole other topic. Yeah, you could, just, you could talk to me for days about that. But I can't give up my apartment until I'm engaged. I just feel very strongly about that. So, but anyways, I Are you going to
2: give him an ultimatum?
0: Well, he knows Are that.
2: Are watching Ultimatum? <laughs> it's no. so good. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> we actually started watching it, and he was like, this is probably not the best show for us to watch right now. I'm usually
2: not a fan of that type of television, but
0: I love yeah. Ultimatum. Yeah. But it's very empty. The house is just like very empty. There's nothing in it. His place or yours? His. Okay. And I'm like, there's something that's making me like I, when I move my stuff over, I will, you know, make it more of like my space. But I'm like, there is something about the way that you live. Like, I'm like, I feel empty because my home feels empty. It's such a subconscious thing. Like the space that you live in is so important. And like when we have just stuff everywhere, we're going to feel suffocated in life.
2: Well, think of your home as like your phone charger. You know, if you don't plug your phone in every night or if there's a short in that cord or you don't get it in all the way, your phone doesn't get fully charged. Mm -hmm. And what happens to it? It doesn't make it through the next day. It does. Your home should be recharging you fully. You know, and people are asking me all the time, they're like, oh, how should I design my home? What are the trends? And I'm like, the trend is whatever makes Mm -hmm. you happy. And like the first chapter in the book is talking about the, literally it says, let's normalize not asking people what their design aesthetic is because your design aesthetic doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not what your design aesthetic is. It's let's normalize asking people what makes them happy because putting things in your home that make you happy is what is really going to cultivate a space that really recharges you. And if that ugly purple credenza from Aunt Gertrude makes you happy, <laughs> put it in your house. It's right. not about that. I and if
0: like it doesn't,
2: it. Yeah. don't take yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Get rid mm-hmm. of it.
0: If somebody like, okay, if somebody's starting out, I guess I could say me, I'm not, I'm designed for dummies. Mm. It's not my thing. <laughs> I, it's like, I just don't have that. The eye. I don't have the eye. Yeah. I don't have the touch. Uh-huh. What's something that can really kind of like transform your home or your space? like? design for dummies.
2: Well, a lot of times people, you know, going back to the design aesthetic, you know, they don't know because mm-hmm. just like you, it's like design's not on the forefront of their mind. Like that's right. not what they do. They think they don't have an eye for it, but it's all about just figuring out the things in life that make you happy. Like years ago, there was a, a client on the show that, you know, he had inherited his grandmother's house from the seventies. Like she had amazing style, but it was not the style of a 27 year old bachelor. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, what's your favorite show? And he's like, Mad Men. I'm like, okay, 50s. I'm like, what's your dream vacation? And he's like, Cuba. I'm like, also stuck in the 50s. So I did his home in mid-century modern and put this really cool mural of uh, Havana in there and did like, you know, some banana leaf wallpaper. And he's like, oh my how did you get in my head? Like, this is exactly what I wanted, even though I had no idea this is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, I asked you about the things that you're passionate about in life because those are what you should fill your home with. So like, think about what your favorite article of clothing is. If it's like a a worn leather jacket, then you'll probably like leather accents in your home. Or if it's a, you know, a chunky knit sweater, then you'll probably like chunky knit pillows or throws. And like, those are the things that are going to make you happy in your home. Mm-hmm. So start with thinking about dream vacations, favorite movies, favorite shows, you know, Think about what you like about those and that will help you figure out what you like to put in your home.
0: in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to macy's.com/giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
1: Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh-smelling home? Honestly? No, there's not. With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? What if you're someone who thinks that a white couch is gonna make them happy and then you get the white couch and you realize that it is a absolute pain and you can't keep it clean like myself? What do you say to that person? <laughs> Be cleaner? No, it's not <laughs> My, it's like I have a little dog and like her little paw print just like going I, outside. They I, get on um, there.
2: I have a white sofa and I have a little dog. How do you and keep a sofa? I buy a sofa with removable cushions so they can be washed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't you have that? Yeah. It's yeah. removable. Just wash, yeah.
2: Take it take off. Yeah. I, I mean, she gets it dirty sometimes, but I just take the cushions off every few months. It's driving and wash me them.
1: crazy. Yeah.
2: But like, don't ever, if you have a pet, you know, don't buy a white sofa that doesn't have removable cushions.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a sofa I'm dying to get from this company in Australia called Jardin. And this is so beautiful, but like, it's all. Uh, tight back and tight cushion, which means like the fabric is just like part yes. of the yeah. sofa. There's nothing that's removable. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't have that. No. You know, you, you and you have to think about things that are in your life when you're doing design. Like what part of the book, it's all about function, you know, yeah. figuring out how things need to function in your life because function is the mother of design. Like when I'm going into somebody's home, the first thing I think about is how the space needs to function, not about how it's going to look mm. because the if, it dis, if it's dysfunctional, that's the thing that's going to cause frustration and annoyance mm-hmm. and anger and, you know, strife with your relationship with your partners and your kids because you're frustrated that your space isn't working for you. Like one of the chapters is there's a little room guide in every single chapter and one of them is in, for the kitchen and it's like your kitchen should be the sous chef. Like your kitchen should be set up in a way that you don't necessarily need somebody helping you. Like your kitchen should be organized in a way that everything you need is right there and Mm -hmm. accessible, Mm -hmm. you know? So like there's something like the, you know, the single arm test, if you can, if it's something that you use often, you should be able to reach it without having to pull a chair out, you know, and obviously there's some smaller spaces that that's just not possible, but you know, there's, there's good advice in there for, for everybody, even small spaces.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think I thought, I think I was thinking, oh, I don't have kids. Phoebe, my dog's small. I know, but like I don't have like a you know. And then I just started noticing. I was like, this feels.
2: You can also I don't know like wash her feet.
1: Her feet? (laughs) It's like the. It's like something about
0: whatever. Whenever her paws get like wet, I know it's it's impossible. I'm so like I. I'm a clean freak. And I would like, anytime my dog would go outside, I'd wipe her feet when she came back. I
2: used to, not anymore. I know, you just can't. Yeah. Every
0: time she wants to go outside, it's like, I just It's can't. like
2: parents who have like one kid. That yeah, they do yeah. like sanitize everything. And then the first one comes along and there's like throw their food on the ground. They're like, here you go, eat that. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah. <laughs> Literally. I try to, I try to get <laughs> shoes for my dog. So anytime I took her out that she would like put her shoes on.
2: Yeah, we have those too, and she hated them. She's awful. like, mom, mom, mom. What are you doing to me dad? What is this? <laughs>
0: she, she would just yeah. lay down. She's like, I'm not having anything. Uh, to we
2: had a friendship years ago that we would we lived in New York, so you had to take her outside, you know, there was no yard and so when it was raining we would put up clothes on her and stuff and she would just stand there and refuse to move <laughs> yeah. She's like, No, get this off of me. <laughs> Yeah. Same. No.
1: Yeah. And that's what Phoebe does too. She just stares at me like, how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you meet your husband?
2: Uh, online.
1: Online. Yeah. Which one?
2: Gay.com. This Isn't was right? 2004 girl Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
0: gay.com.
2: Oh, it's long, long gone.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, the funny
2: thing is it now forwards to the the Los Angeles LGBTQ center Because oh. apparently like whoever owned it, gotten like huge trouble with taxes. And so as part of their penance, they had to like donate things to charity and that they donated the domain to wow. the LGBTQ center. I
0: like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
2: the LGBTQ center hasn't done anything with it yet. So I'm like, that's oh. a really great IP that you are just <laughs>
1: literally gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. We've been together uh, almost 20 years.
0: Wow. wow. That's amazing. What's Thank the you? secret?
2: He's the secret. Yeah. Being with somebody that can put up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, we, we enjoy each other's company. You know, we, 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 this sounds crazy, but we don't really do things apart, even though like we travel for work. So we're not like with each other 24 seven, but I know so many couples that are like, Oh, I have to have my boys night or my girls night, a few nights a week to like get away from my spouse. I'm like, if you feel the need to have to get away from your spouse, like that's not the person you need to be with. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't imagine telling my husband and be like, I'm going to go out with my friends. Bye. <laughs> like that's just not ever been an option in our relationship. Like we do things together. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's been one of the, the secrets to our relationship is we've, we've never grown apart because we've, we've always been very conscious to not allow that. Yeah. You know, I think it can be kind of a slippery slope and I'm not, you know, saying that everybody who needs a girl's night out with their friends is in a doomed relationship, Right. Right. You right. Know, yeah. you know, but I, I think it starts to a slippery slope. Like the more you do that, the more, you know, you guys start not spending time with each other.
1: Yeah. I was thinking, cause I did that too, where I have to actively. Go do things with my friends without my girlfriend because I, I I I could spend every moment with her. So I'm like I have to and like make this con- thing, no no no. But yeah. I, I feel so grateful that I that we always want to be together. But I also am like I want to you know nurture these other relationships yeah. outside the, of my relationship. Yeah, you
2: don't want to be one of those people that when they get in a relationship they just like abandon their yeah. friends. Yeah. We had a friend like that in New York years ago, and we'd always knew when he was dating somebody because we're like, hello, has, has anybody heard <laughs> from Bryce? Yeah. Like, Bryce must have a new boyfriend. And then like a couple months later, you'd start hearing from him every day again. I'm like, oh, they broke up. <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, we're just like, we just don't answer his calls anymore because we're clearly not important. Um. So yeah, like it obviously is good to cultivate, but you know, our our friend, his friends, friends became together. our yeah, friends. Yes. My friends became our friends, you know, like I can still cultivate the relationships with my friends. I just do it with him. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's been one of the secrets is we just, every aspect of our life we include it with each other
1: yeah i love that i yeah. mean 20 years that that's like a real testament of being with the right person yeah.
2: <laughs> and the funny you know for years i traveled a lot for work and so i'm like for a while I'm like, god is the secret to our relationship is that we just you know like we a- a- away from no, each other yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then COVID happened and we were together 24 7 seven days a week and we had like one fight over the three years and i was like actually no that wasn't the secret. Like we can still be with each other 24 seven and we're still good.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask how y'all, how y'all deal with that. Cause my girlfriend, she's a artist. So she goes on tour. I have mm. a real, I hate when she's gone. Like it's really hard for me. So he
2: goes to New York every month for five days for work. Oh, wow. Um, and then I used to travel constantly before COVID. And even when I had my stores, I was always on the road. Um, but with my show, like when I'm on traveling, he just, he makes a, a we make an effort to see each other every single week. Okay. So, I mean, we he will fly to wherever I am every single week.
1: Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I have to do, too. <laughs> every two weeks, at least. <laughs> you know, I
0: heard uh, this story. Ryan always tells a story about when Keith Urban was a judge on American Idol. Mm-hmm. Um, There was... Do you remember exactly? He, like... It was, like... He flew to Australia to see Nicole for like the night. For, yeah, for he one went to night. dinner
2: with her and then yeah, he flew and then immediately flew back. Yeah, because they had
0: to like film Idol. And I'm like, that is yeah. commitment <laughs> to your relationship. We had, we
2: had a date at the airport once because he was landing at the airport and I was leaving. And so we like at least worked the flights to where we could like grab dinner at P.F. Chang's and in the <laughs> International <laughs> Terminal. And, you know, you, you have to make an effort.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love PF Changs. It's a great date spot. <laughs> great Some date Blinus spot. Some lettuce wraps. <laughs> yeah, love those. <laughs> um, what is your dream, like moving forward? You have the book. You're you've done done the show that we cannot speak of. Like, what what's your dream situation in terms of uh, career wise?
2: Um, I would love to do a new design competition show. Oh you know, like I don't know if, you know if you guys remember like Design Star from back in the day. It was kinda like Project Runway, but for yeah, design okay. I wanna find the next emerging designer and not just for like somebody to have their own show, but like the next big home brand, mm-hmm. you know, the next Joanna Gaines, mm-hmm. you know, the next line that's gonna be in a major retailer. Like I, I wanna do a design show like that, which I would host.
1: Cool. Yeah. That feels su- like yeah. something. <laughs> is it already in the, in the works? works? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like people are like, "Oh, is it because Tan did next in fashion?" I'm like, "Actually, no. Like this is something that that I wanted to do long before Tan told us in a, on set one day. He's like, "By the way, loves, I got my own show." Um. <laughs> and when he told me, I was like, "No well, I, I
0: want to do that too."
2: So yeah, I've been like writing challenges for that show for for years and years oh, and years yeah. i
1: so see that for you and i love the idea of seeing someone come up and have that moment for themselves yeah. that's yeah. really cool it'd be fun,
2: but i definitely want it to be a show where you know the ones back in the day they're all like kind of like white box challenges it's all shot in a studio you know yeah i want to do it like out in the real world like designing real homes yeah. designing hotel rooms you know actually oh, like out there in the room? world hopefully internationally although Studios are not spending any money on budget, so I don't know if we do that. But same. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I love the idea of a hotel. Like, see who's going to d- design the look for the hotel. Exactly. That yeah, is that cool. Is really cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: We we're gonna we're gonna be praying for that for you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for taking time out of, of your schedule to scrub in with
0: us. Yeah, and tell and, everybody where they can get your book.
2: Um, you can go to bobbyburk.com/book, and you can find a list of retailers there. Um, please buy from small book retailers. I mean, we love the big retailers, yeah. but support those small booksellers. I awesome.
1: love that. And where can they follow you on social media?
2: Um, my TikTok and my Instagram is Bobby. Just Bobby? Yeah. Wow. Well, Bo at B-O-B-B-Y. And then when I people are like, just Bobby? I'm like, yeah, just Bobby. And then they're like, I'm typing in just yes, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it's just at B-O-B-B-Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, at B-O-B-B-Y. Yeah, at and, yeah my, my threads, my TikTok and my Instagram. <laughs> That's all badass. Bobby. Thanks. My my um, ex is not, but does it even really matter anymore? Oh.
0: All right. yeah. <laughs> you know, I like still forget that it's X. Like I was like looking for it the other day and I'm like, where's my, oh.
2: I mean, that's, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Such yeah. A mess.
0: yeah. My goodness.
2: the Destruction of an amazing brand. <laughs> I have one quick question for yeah. you, Bobby. I'm sorry. My wife and I are restoring this like hundred year old craftsman. Don't which, do it. <laughs> yeah. we are learned that the hard way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been uh, in white paint colors for in a very long time. We're in Monrovia near yeah. Pasadena. Yeah. It's a beautiful craftsman over there. Oh th- yeah. It, it's, it's great, but yeah. it's also a lot of work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your go-to white paint color? Do you have one? Um, it's Sherman Williams snow something. Um, it's There's Ooh. a whole article on, my, on BobbyBurke.com about my favorite white paints. So. Oh, yeah, wow. perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. there you go. Thank you. We're, Thank we're stuck in polar bear, and I want some other ideas. You know, whites are polarizing, yes. no pun intended. <laughs> um, you know, when we were doing my, my offices, we had, like, 20 different white swatches painted up on the wall on the inside and the outside of the house because it's white as well. And you're like, all right, is this white? This is the perfect white on the on the exterior. But I'm like, oh, I think this might be too reflective for the neighbors. And it's like going to be too bright, you know? And so, yeah, whites can be hard.
1: Yeah. I feel like I see a lot of people talk about this and they're like, which white do you like the most? And I'm like, they all look like,
0: very well, they don't yeah. But when
2: they put some them have on the have wall, pink undertones. Yeah. And, you know, some have gray undertones. And you really do need to put them up on the wall and you need to see how they look in the light. When the when the light changes throughout the day, because as the light changes, you'll start to see the undertone color. And again, like often, I mean, you might want a pink undertone, but usually that's not the best white because it's not going to go with more modern things. Um, so yeah, put up some swatches, like a at least like a Twelve inch by twelve inch swatch, and so you can see the way, and put them up kind of close together, so you can. Because it's hard, the naked eye, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to see the differences in the white. You're like, yeah. I don't see. It's like you know a Terra, uh, Tara, a, a Tyra Bank Smize. I'm like, I don't see the difference. I don't see what you're doing with your eyes. You know, do you see the difference? Do you see what I'm doing? I'm like, no, Tyra, I don't. Um, you know, white paint's are the same way. It's like, do you see the difference? And I'm like, no, I don't. So put them right up next to each other. So you can, so you can exactly see why they are different. Yeah. Last question.
1: What is your one design? I know you said it's all about how you feel and whatnot, but if you just based on like design mind, not like Uh how you feel emotion, what is your one design? Don't that you tell people.
2: Um, scale, the scale of things. Like, I, I don't really think people are always like, what's the rules of design? I'm like, the rules are, there are no rules. Like uh-huh. the rules are really what makes you happy and what works for your space. But I would say the one thing I always caution people on is making sure the scale of things work for the room. Like, because if, if furniture is too big, yeah, you know, it, it really creates chaos in the space. Like I was at a hotel in DC recently and every single piece of furniture in the room was exquisite, but they were all too big and it oh. made you made you feel like kind of Pac-Man like uh, going yeah. through the room yeah. like and you're stubbing your toe and you're hitting your hip and i'm just like god the designer had such good taste but they do not understand scale like the scale oh. of things need to be right the scale of your rug the height of lamps you know like right, right, right. scale needs to be right for a space to feel good so always look for the right scale of
1: things that's good advice
0: i, I really- definitely have to get a copy of your book because uh, again, I'd give you
2: this one if it wasn't my only one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody wants a book, it's Right at Home How Good Design is Good for the Mind, and it's available September 12th. So everybody order it now, pre order it, and let's get you on the New York Times bestseller list.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much.